Hello, and welcome to Label Sessions Presents. Label Sessions is a global platform that connects you to the best advice from the most interesting people, whether you want advice, mentoring, or ideas. I'm Josh Nixon, content producer for Label Sessions. In this episode, Nick Sherrod and Ian Montgomery of Label Sessions talk about the upcoming Collision Conference in Toronto, what speakers are the most excited about, Toronto itself, and of course, our presence as part of the conference's startup program. That's enough from me for now. Over to Nick and Ian. So, uh, Collision Preview Pod, we did a few weeks ago, we did the Money in 2020 Preview Pod, and we ended up talking about magazines, shoewear, more than the actual thing, so we'll try and <laughs> maybe keep on topic. But we're all coming to your town, Ian. Yeah. Well, you brought swag to come to my, come to my town. Yes, true. So we, we have we have attire, like the whole desire of being a fashion label. We actually have some probably not very fashionable clothing. Well, why did you call it attire just then? Do you feel I need to sort of make it a bit grander? I don't know. I could have said apparel. I think I might have meant apparel. <laughs> okay. It's sort of like, you know, more, more like categories of things you can invest in. That's the way you should talk, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just uh, it, I'll just go more British because that's the way of standing out, around it? But yeah, you get oh, to come yeah. to my town. Exactly, exactly. And uh, for you know, people that aren't you and me, there's also like an extra level because normally in this podcast we talk about people we're excited about talking to. And in this conference, there's a guy on a stage talking about the whole story of his company, as in the CEO of Wayfair, and that guy gets to decide whether I have a bed to sleep on. He does. During the whole time. Well, hotels are so expensive here. I was like, no, Nick can stay with me. I'll get a bed. And I bought yeah. you a bed six weeks ago. It was nice. It was it's nice a offer. It's a lovely bed. And it went missing. So I folded up and it turned out FedEx had lost it, not Wayfair. Wayfair are a lovely company, I'm sure. So their solution was, we're going to send you another bed. But it's not the one you wanted. And then we'll send the one you wanted, we'll send that when it's back in stock. And neither have arrived yet. So um, so but the thing is, so the note, first of all, is you went to the most nuclear complaining option possible. And found the chief executive's email online and forwarded the complaint to him. Is... I, I followed the right and proper channels, and when I got nowhere, there's a time when you get bored of the boilerplate and you go nuclear. So I went nuclear. <laughs> and his EA is now trying to trying to source a bed from somewhere. Yeah, he's apparently checking it every hour, um, and he thought his nightmare would be over today, but FedEx lost it again. So that's dramatic. Um, yeah, the poor the poor guy Gene got a phone call. And it's all because I emailed the CEO. He didn't respond to me. He just passed it on to somebody. He just delegated. Well, there are there are other talks. I think it will be exciting to go to at Collision. But I think the Wayfair guy, because he's doing his whole story, isn't he? It's so like the founding, like small stores, finding a company into this massive Goliath. And then depending what happens, at the end of it, I'll either ask a question about saying, how come I'm sleeping on the floor? Or I'll ask a question around, thanks very much for delivering, for getting your EA to personally deliver my... Uh, my bed for you is going to be a magical experience for me it's been a nightmare but yes i, I look forward to meeting <laughs> and hearing all about the story of wafer and your bed well it's higher it's higher stakes for me because we're on this tour of introducing label sessions to everybody all over the place so i'm currently in australia which is one time zone and then i'll be in canada which is another time zone as i understand it and then i'm in texas which is another time zone as i understand it and then i get back to the uk which feels like the best time zone because it's my own time zone but it will no longer be my time zone by the time i get there so i think like sleeping equipment is kind of you're, you're taking the right longest now. possible route from Edinburgh to Toronto. Most people just fly direct. And yeah, no, you went via Brisbane. So, yeah. This is the outside, outside land. But how do you people in Toronto feel about collision? By the way, what's the kind of new around collision? I don't know if people in from Toronto really get excited about it. I think it's like a more of a startup thing where it's all the Americans come to town. And like, oh, Canada's very clean and very nice. Because Web Summit's a bit like that in Lisbon, which is incredible because it's in Lisbon. But also, I think... The expat community in Lisbon, which is quite big, 
gets quite excited about Web Summit, I think. Um, the rest of the population of Lisbon, I think, just think it's a bit of a, well, it's, it's good if you're a taxi driver. <laughs> but yeah. the rest of the time, it's slightly annoying to see the number of gilets you get around for a few days. I'm hoping there won't be too many gilets. I think there'll be a lot of Irish people because they're the producers of the conference. And I, like, we do have an interesting little startup scene up here that's like getting better. It used to be like if you were halfway intelligent and driven and entrepreneurial in Canada, you went to the valley. And then now, actually, Toronto's not bad at this kind of thing. Like nobody goes to the valley because San Francisco is terrible. Um, so I think it should be good. I've only been once. Yeah, and to be fair, I think there's a lot of people who could be really cynical about big events, but I always find them quite energizing just because even if you don't really buy into what people are putting loads of energy and love into, it's good to see them do that. You know, if you were to really want to be into this obscure type of payment technology, then it's great. You know, it's just good to be around there for a few days and then, then go back to normal life. <laughs> I was going through the app today and there's a lot of obscure payments technology. But Yeah, I didn't notice that. I mean, that's why I'm picking that out. There's a lot of weird, well, it's, not obscure, it's just that I think that. The technology's got easier, but there's loads of weird niche cases. So it's a good it's a good time to be doing obscure payment tech. I was at a gaming conference last week in Toronto. It was the Canadian Gaming Summit, and I'd say seventy percent of the exhibitors were weird payments companies because no one really wants to touch gambling. So that was yes. quite interesting. I, I actually, uh, I actually picked that up. It's interesting to see that that becomes more of an issue in North America because Canadian, well, American gambling law is changing, but very restrictive, firstly which is surprising for outsiders. And Canadian law is just peculiar, isn't it? It's kind of, um, there's lots of sort of strange state laws and things that are hard to get your head around as yeah, an outsider. So you have a weird thing here of Canadian, you can just, you just be able to like start a single event betting. So you used to be able to do accumulators or parlays as they call them here. And then last year they legalized single event betting along the same, a lot of the US states did it as well. So there's all these operators here, but only Ontario did it fully. So you have four provinces where it's legal, but not really legal. So no one's really gone in it. Anyways, Canadians will find interesting and weird ways to create laws that don't make any sense. Um, <laughs> I think that's a fairly international, you know, lots of countries have a, have a skill for that sometimes. Ben, so which kind of things are you excited about? I mean, you're one of these people that doesn't really go to the conference stages very often. You just go around and chat to people in general. But for the sake of this, yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely, it's more interesting just going up to people because like people, We've had three years of where people didn't really go to conferences. And when they started coming back last year, people were all a bit awkward and hesitant about just going, hello, I'm this and I do this thing. Can we chat? Whereas like now when you now when you do that, people are like, it's a little bit, oh yeah, that's quite nice. You're you just bumped into me. Let's have a conversation. Um so I, I like doing that and we have a booth for a day, which makes it way easier to do that. Um and then I'm probably more interested selfishly for us for what we're trying to do we sell mostly to corporate types and there's a corporate innovation summit for one of the days. Yeah, no, that does make, that does make a lot of sense. One thing that is strange about Web Summit and, um, well, and now Collision, I realize, is the naming of the areas. They use the same areas in different areas, you know, like it's a zone of different zones. But the corporate innovation summit is probably the only one that actually sort of says what it does. The rest of them are all like PandaConf or like, it's just, I don't know where it all came from, but it's uh, what it's is quite Panda, hard to what is, what is PandaConf? Because I was on the app earlier and I had no idea what it was. What I, I remember from last year is not the climate one, which is what I initially thought. But anyway, I, I can't quite remember. But you know, the um, I, I shouldn't have raised it therefore without quite remembering. But I do just remember that the zones are quite are quite confusing, um, and there's lots of different talks, and there's loads of different on the app and on the website, lots of different tags you can search by. But actually, what you want to search by is which of these these are the kind of advertorial ones. Which there are quite a few. I wish there was that are actually good talks. Which there are, so you know, there also are quite a few. There are some talks that I think are quite 
interesting to pick out. And some of them are hard to predict whether they're going to be, you know, really interesting or whether they're going to be just the same thing everyone else is saying. But there are some interesting things, I think, around what AI just now, but in particular, AI is a creative co-pilot. And there's one I saw, which has the guy behind Pixar uh, being interviewed by someone from the MIT tech review that could be a good thing. Because it, it is a genuinely interesting topic with lots of, you know, boring stuff said about it online on LinkedIn or whatever. But it is a genuinely interesting topic that now is a good time to get a lot of smart people around tech to talk about, talk about what that turns into. Quite like the whole, you, you, you touched on the thing that like everyone wants to talk about AI or everyone is talking about AI. Not everyone wants to listen to it. But how do you That's know true. which ones are going to be the really interesting ones and which ones are like the sort of, I'm going to be vaguely compliant. So the ones where like, yes. if I've never heard of the company and if they've had a provocative title for their talk, I'm into that. Yeah. Whereas if it's like, oh, they actually, here's somebody from, I'm going to pick on Thomson Reuters because they're Canadian. But like someone from Thomson Reuters talking about AI, I don't really care because someone in the legal department's gone, sorry, John, you can't say that. Whereas yeah. when it's like, here's a here's an interesting startup with someone who's a bit older than we are talking about AI, that's the that's the talk I want to go to. Well, you're very right as well, because also the other one I picked out was um, Tech Powered Magic, it's called, was around immersive experiences with someone from BRC, someone from Vogue, uh, someone from uh, Endeavor AI, it's a company I haven't come across as much, but it is interesting to your point around everyone, everyone wants to talk about AI, no one wants to listen to it. The general spirit of what's going on just now is everyone saying, hey, AI is great, you can generate all this content way cheaper than we used to generate it. Very few people are going, hey, I'm really excited about how uh, storytelling is going to work in the future with this AI stuff, or I'm really excited about uh, you know, how personalized marketing can actually be a bit more useful. It's kind of it's in this weird space of like... Uh, very dominated by a kind of a kind of creative story that's really a finance story so far we can make a lot of stuff that nobody really wants but we can do it really really cheap exactly which you know there's a space for maybe but like uh but, but i think the other bit of it is maybe you know interesting to to explore a bit more and then the other the other couple of ones that i just called out um I mean, this one is, I guess, is more of an advertorial because it's a guy who runs an agency that bears his name. But Brian Collins' uh, talk on the post-design thinking future is an interesting thing because I think we've we've spoken about that a bit. Um, but it's interesting you can now stand up on a stage and say post-design thinking future, and people are kind of okay with it because they're, you know, very much for a while it was just a complete orthodoxy. You can even even question design thinking as a process and as a kind of ideology the gasping intake of breath isn't quite the same as it might have been previously but it means that people are actually listening to what you're saying right rather yeah. than being like no but you're wrong you're wrong i do, i use post-it notes all the time and this is the correct way to do it the fact that, that nothing's ever been developed like this does not mean that you in any way stop talking about your double diamond and your processes um, we've just been a bit too close to that by being around consultant for a while. Yeah, we, we've we've exhausted our supply of 3M post-its and <laughs> we've blunted too many Sharpies. So yeah, we have we have scars. And um, there's one that I'm quite interested in because the, the title of the subject caught my eye, but it's a guy called Jonathan Yaffe. But he's doing a thing called Create 12 Times More Impact Within Real Life Experiences. Oh, okay. It's some sort of data business, but like that's a very specific number. Yes. And I want to know how he yes. calculated it. But to me, that's quite good because we spent all this time going, you can do everything remote. You can do everything on Zoom. And we have all the old white men complaining that people need to be back in the office four days a week, which is blatantly nonsense. But I'm quite interested in the, can we just have a, a, a conversation about how in real life things are really, really nice and prove there's some value behind it. So I'm quite looking forward to history. Yeah, that is that is an interesting thing. I mean, it, it's interesting as well, actually. One of, one of the programs that needs to go through in a bit more detail is, this, is the sport lineup. 
because quite often at Web Summit, they'd have really terrible titles for the sport talks, but actually really interesting people speaking. So that, that might be one of my little tips. That, well, I, I couldn't find it from the description online, but there may be some interesting stuff there. I'm interested in kind of exploring that. There's quite a bit about women's sport. There's a thing, um, someone from the WNBA talking about betting on women's sport, which I feel is like a thing like we've we've had sports betting being a thing. Then we've had like niche events being a thing over here. And then esports was very trendy and exciting for a bit before it kind of went away again. Um, nobody really talked about betting on esports, but at the same time, esports is way bigger than when it was when people were talking about it. But through all my time doing stuff around sports betting and lottery and gaming and like technology and sport, betting on women's sport has never really been a topic that specifically came up. So I'm quite curious about that one. It's interesting as well because at various times I've done things looking at the future of sport and business models around sport. And everyone always talks about sponsorship because that's what everybody always wants to talk about. But betting is actually what drives a lot of these sport and business models in practice in terms of that's where the, the revenue um, comes from. And it's a funny moment right now too. Like even Tony and um, the whole sort of sports betting ban for him as an England player like because he was betting on his own team's games happening at the same time that you've got Connor McDavid, who's the sort of global star of ice hockey, or hockey as they call it in Canada, um, you've got him being like fronting MGM's ads, and there's like this weird tension of sports betting is getting a bit toxic in the UK. Here, people are going, "Oh, this is all new, but we've been bombarded with ads, and I don't know if I like it." So, I'm intrigued to see where that market goes. Well, the US has all the opportunities to kind of legalize but regulate in a smarter way than maybe Europe did. Uh, but whether it does or not is a whole different, whole different kettle of fish. Again, Canada, I guess, just got quite a, such a different infrastructure around it. It's interesting for how it can move into sports betting or whether it does. And it's got a bit of history because we've we've had the accumulator or the parlay market here for longer than the states has, and that's been totally legal. But it's been run by the government. Now you have more of the, more companies coming in. Um, that's I think it's in, like we grew up where we'd see a Labrooks kiosk for you at a Wraith Rovers game or a Newcastle game, for me at a Burnley game. And you fill in your little piece of paper with a tiny little pen. We grew up with sports betting like that, and it was like small. I don't think people were like tremendously addicted to it, whereas like here is suddenly sports betting legal. Here's an app. And that's a totally different way of thinking. Like when, you, when, it, when the text there from the, the start, it becomes a totally different market to when it's like go to a bookies to place a bet in cash. Well, yeah. I mean, we should maybe do a whole episode or something online because it's, I guess... It's been probably interesting different views because the one other thing you can do on digital, I guess, is you can you can track people are spending better than when people are bringing in bringing in cash. But, um, that was a weird sidetrack. I'm not quite sure. But maybe we'll explore that as well. We'll try to find people who miss. But maybe we'll just bet. Maybe we should do that. Maybe at the end of this, we should put our bets on things we'll see happen during during collision. We can do an over under on the number of gilets that stop by our booth on the Wednesday. That's true. Gilets, although I I, I think gilets are in decline. I hope so. But although, and in America you call them best. Yeah, I mean, in America you call it best. Yeah, which is confusing. It's very much like the whole I'm in Australia right now and the whole thing of flip flops and thongs. Yeah, but but vests and gilets is also a confusing. Tra- bit of... Trousers and pants are an also an issue here. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, and, and then the one other one other event I was gonna I was gonna call out was the distributed museum session, which I think is, again is an interesting thing because again, quite surprisingly, inside Web, Web Summit, which I've been to much more than Collision. As in, I've never been to Collision, I've been to Web Summit quite a few times. Actually, they create quite an interesting program of like cultural organisations and things, which again you wouldn't you, you wouldn't expect. I've got the app, and I haven't. I can't even see where it is. So you, 
I'm learning something here. Yeah, no, but it is. I mean, the app does function. There's a lot of people in a very sort of small space. So I think it's clever probably for that reason. But it, it doesn't really help you find things, my sense of it. Because it's just too, just too many different things. And the stages don't mean anything. And the fact that some stages are only open certain days makes it even more confusing. So the tip is just go knock around and see what you find. Ask people what's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. All listen to this podcast in here are excellently curated set of um, <laughs> recommendations. Which is mostly talking about Wayfair, whether I have a bed or not. Or sports betting. Yeah. There's a lo- there's a load of startup stuff in it. And we're in, we're doing the startup program. So I think there's a lot. I, I'm having seen other startups exhibiting. There's a whole load of weird and wonderful business. So I'm like, I have no idea where you got that idea from. And the cynic in me goes, that's not going to work. But the other part of me is like, that's just really interesting. And I want it to be, I want it to be a thing. Um, so I'm quite curious to meet the various different random startups that come through these things. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, partly because I didn't know there was another part to you other than the cynic. I'm an optimistic cynic. I'm an optimistic skeptic. <laughs> it's just, just constantly disappointed. Underwhelmed. <laughs> uh, so this finally, so in terms of being, can I talk through the events, things to go to at Collision Conference. For those that are not used to being in Toronto, myself included, what are your tips for how to experience Toronto best? Leave downtown, go to a neighborhood, go have a nice dinner, find a good bar. So go go east. So go do like Leslieville. If you want the best burger in North America, you have to go to a place called The Comrade, which you've been to. Uh, that is very good, actually. That is probably a really good burger. Um, but yeah, Tor- Toronto is one of those cities where when you are downtown, it's it's a, it's a lot of tall buildings and it's growing like crazy, but it's got, it lacks a bit of a soul. So if you want the best experience in Toronto, go to the water or go find the neighborhood and go hang out. That is a, that is a thing. I think especially... Um... Europeans get wrong when they go to North America because you kind of think you wander around the city center and it'll give you a taste of the place. But Toronto in particular, I found, yeah, it's kind of it's almost like a life that's in the outer bits. Hundred percent, the like neighborhood city court. Although I think the Jays are at home when they're at, when you're over here or during collision. So we should definitely like another recommendation is if the weather holds up, hopefully the roof will be open and then go take in a uh, Blue Jays baseball game. Surely if the roof's closed, there's also a good atmosphere and stuff. It's no? Very sweaty. Very sweaty. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't want to be in a building with 30,000 people when the roof's closed and the air conditioning well, isn't quite strong enough. Well, I'm, I'm excited about this because before we started recording this, I was saying I came to Australia without really thinking through how cold the nights are going to be at this particular time of the year. Uh, so hopefully, Canada will be about the right temperature. I'm thinking sort of sort of start of summertime, yeah. Canadian-wise now. Yeah, yeah. Tw- mid, to, mid to high 20s, that's a, that's a very tolerable temperature. I, I can't, if not, you know, if it does get cold, I can see myself finally going and buying another warm jumper and then ending up in Texas two days later and thinking, how did this? That, that will be hot. Well, I know, I, I understand that. I'm not, I'm not completely. You also need to turn <laughs> up in Texas with all your Canadian apparel. So it's yeah. like turn up the Fourth of July wearing your Canada Canada Day kit. I think yeah, so. On the review, we should do best branding or swag you've seen in any of the stands. Can I do a little prediction for the best? Why one one hope one what I'm hoping will be the best stand, and it's maybe just more of a plug. But we know Carl from Alper Alper. I actually don't even know how to say the company. Yeah, that motorbike company. There's like the. the you, you get a nice plug. You need to you need to pronounce the name right. So come on, let's go back that again, and you can do it. So like, good. I'll give my little plug to Orpa, which is um, they're like the Tesla for motorbikes. They're made in Ontario. Um, I think they'll be on the best stand because they have like a Tesla style motorbike, and I really want to see that. That is very true. Uh, Orpa would be the tip of the stands to go see. I think they're there all week. 
I think as well. Hope so. If they don't let me ride that bike, I'll be disappointed. Very good. And then for speaking to us, so you can either find us on the event app, which we've been rude about, but it is there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. And actually, it's quite good for the just dropping a line to, to people and say hi. So there's the app, or you can find us on pretty much any social media channel of any kind. So TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Clapper, LinkedIn. We need to f- YouTube. I'm, I'm- I still haven't signed up for Clapper. I need to do that. And also we have a stand the- on the Wednesday. So on the Wednesday, we will have like a label sessions booze. And then on the Wednesday night, we have a sessions supper club. So there are a couple of spots left if people want to want to come hang out. Excellent. Our party will Lots be better than the proper party. We're like, like we're the more interesting one. Well, like the fringe session. Like, but you need to know. You need to know. So if you listen to this, then you know. Which means you're the need to know group, which means you can you can get in touch and get along to the seven o'clock on the Wednesday night. I'm looking forward to this. Excellent. Speak to everybody next week. So concludes another episode of Label Sessions Presents. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast no matter your platform of choice. And of course, start your journey today with us at labelsessions.com.